I hope you are enjoying our podcast, and just know that I love to hear from you. You can email me through our website at michaelberryshow.com, and I read everyone, and I, I try to respond to everyone. I'm also appreciative that you support our sponsors. Our sponsor, our presenting sponsor for our podcast, it makes this all happen, is Gallery Furniture, Jim McInville. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you a cell phone number, 281-844-1963. Say, hey, Mac, thanks for sponsoring Michael Berry's podcast. It's that time. Time, time, time. Lock and load. The Michael Berry Show is on the air. What's up, my people? You know, I am your weatherman, Buster Rhymes. I've come today to give you your weather forecast. You know, today looks like one of those beautiful days. You know, to be perfectly honest, there ain't a cloud in the sky. You know, it's the kind of weather that you take your girl to the beach, lay her down, and talk to her. Luther, step to the microphone. When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my Something strange without a warning, love Yes, heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world Happy Thursday. We'll be doing an I Truly Believe later in the show today, so be composing in your mind a very structured, short, punchy I Truly Believe so that when I call for that, You'll be able to uh, get in the game, know the play, shoes tied, chin strap buckled. You know the drill. Yesterday, I had the honor on your behalf of delivering, along with Ray Hunt and Doug Griffith of the Houston Police Officers Union, your contributions to Sergeant Mauricio Valle. He is the 17-year HPD officer who was ambushed by a turd and shot eight times. The turd comes around the back of the car, certain he's dead. He's slumped over in the car, and the turd has jumped out on on the passenger side of the car when he's looking over at the driver's side for, for the turd, who was a serial criminal. Sergeant Valle was in his office as a sergeant. He didn't have to make this call. Uh, he didn't tell me this. I heard this from others. but And they got the news that this guy was rolling, this this bad guy who's been targeting shops on Harwin, little ethnic shops, Asian and, and Indian mostly. And he would shoot out the window of the, the businesses in this industrial park and then industrial slash retail park and go in and steal what they had and leave. And he'd been doing this for a while. And so they had decided they're going to catch him. And the news came in that that, uh, he was rolling. They were going to send a unit. And so a group and a squad. And he decided he would be part of that. And uh, it was his duty to take this particular road. And he confronted. That's leading from the front. Guy shoots him through the glass on the passenger side. Hits him eight times. Goes around to the back of the car. Gun down on his hip. Because he's going to go finish him off, but he figures he's probably dead anyway. He's just going to check out his handiwork. And as he came around the car, 
Valle had the door slightly open and he pivoted and with the last gasp of air he had shot and killed the turd. So uh, good news is he saved you a lot of money because we won't need to, uh, we won't have to have a trial or we won't have to have the guy down so we can set him free on bond and all those sorts of things. But I said I'll put in $2,500. I would ask nine of you to match it for a total of 25000 a lofty goal. Uh, I always worry when I set a goal, will we get there? Because it doesn't look good if you don't. Uh, but we did. Yesterday, we delivered a check for over $67,000. $67,000, I think. Um, but we have uh, almost 8000 that had come in in between the time um, we left yesterday or the day started and we got out there in the afternoon. So it ended up being $75,000. And for that, I am very, very grateful to you. Uh, we can't always do that. We don't always do that. But I felt like this was the case that deserved it. And uh, the Assist the Officer organization, which assists officers who are wounded, uh, as opposed to a whole separate group that helps those who are killed, uh, Assist the Officer does great work and thank them for being a part of that so that you could contribute to them and they could make the contribution to Sergeant Bayet. My niece, great news. Uh, Verena was born yesterday to my niece, uh, Shilpi. So I guess she's my grandniece. That sounds weird to say, but that's what it is. <clears throat> so my niece, Shilpi, and her husband, Kyle, Shilpi gave birth yesterday. All natural. She's so tough. The nurses were bragging on her. She's just a little tiny thing, and she had this huge bowling ball in her belly. She she never really put on weight, which is odd. I've, I've rarely seen that happen, especially for as, as little as she is. But she had a natural childbirth, and apparently it was about 30 minutes of labor, which I'm told is a real blessing because it can drag on forever. Uh, maybe at some point we should have you moms Call in and tell your stories, because I will tell you this, as silly as this is, and I admit it, it's silly, it's ridiculous, but sometimes when I'm counting my blessings, I'm grateful I never have to give birth, because I can't imagine. There's a reason women used to die in childbirth. It's brutal. Wow. But she did it like a champ, and we have a little baby now. Verena is an Indian name. It comes from a shlokam, which is like a prayer. It's a long story. Uh, it's not a name I've ever heard before, but that's that's this sweet little girl's name. And uh, we are excited to have new life in the Barry family. My other niece, Ruchi, and her husband, Harrison, um, had their first child, Oren, last February. I just sorry, two Februarys ago. <clears throat> He'll soon be two years old. And uh, it's a treat to have a little one running around the house. Even my... Teenage boys get a kick out of having a little kid around the house. It just, it's a good thing. But my wife, as she as we were delivering our check, she was first getting to the medical center. And when she arrived, she's, I, I had said, man, I'm dreading going into the medical center. I hate the med center. Despise it. I get lost. The traffic's bad. I get lost. I never know where I'm going. Did I mention I get lost? And then when you do find the, the address and you do find the building, which for me takes forever. And by the way, I've been here since 89. I've been to the hospitals a lot. Not so much for me, but visiting people. 
And when you do find the, the hospital, oh, then you got to find the building. Oh, you got Dunn Tower and Fondren Tower and Cockrell Tower and Robertson Tower and Blanton Tower. Oh, I got to find the tower. Oh. And then you get to the tower and then you got to go to the blue wing and the red wing. And are you kidding? When we went to visit Valle in the hospital, what is it, a week and a half ago? I swear, I wish I'd, I wish I'd track my steps. I bet I got 10,000 steps getting to his room and back. And I was being driven by the popo. We pulled up in style. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to turn the lights on, but we didn't do it. Um, but we, I mean, it wasn't like we had to walk from a parking lot also. Then I get lost what parking lot I've gone to. But I didn't mention 610 when you come out. And there's no hope for 610. You can't, what are you going to go higher? You can't go wider. The traffic in Houston, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've, if I've just gotten older and less tolerant. Or I don't know if this is the function of, of the moderates and liberals, the white liberals, and they're still doing this today. They don't want to. This is the function when you don't build more roads and you talk only about rail. This is what it, it just feels like the traffic. I've become a grump. This is the Michael Berry Show. Christmas Day. That's the island greeting that we send to you. UH basketball looks strong for next year with a young man named Mercy Miller having committed as a freshman. Mercy playing at his high school in California a few days ago scored 68 points in a single game on a 28 for 38 effort. Yeah, he missed 10 times. That's phenomenal, Michael Jordan. 68 points as a high school senior. Well, Mercy Miller is the son of Percy Miller, who you know as Master P. And he will be playing for UH next year. And from all accounts, lighten it up. Czar, there's a project to add elevated lanes on West Loop. I thought that. My wife and I were literally this morning talking about the traffic on the West Loop, front of the Galleria. And she said, I I think I'm just never going to go there again. And I said, good, good, because it's dangerous. Is there nothing that can be done? I used to study this stuff. I used to go to uh, HGA, Houston-Galveston Area Council meetings, meet with the... uh, um, Texas Transportation Institute in at AM. Oh, I was so interested. I would read studies. I would talk to people. I would interview people. I was so interested in this. But he says there's a project to add elevated lanes on West Loop, but it's being held up at HGAC, last I heard. They want it to be for Metro rather than cars. The project would put cars that do not want to go to the Gallery R59 on the elevated lanes. If people fully understood. The reason for the traffic problems, not all of them, but most of the problems, is not. I I think people have resigned themselves to fourth largest city, a lot of cars, a lot of traffic. Nope. You're sitting at the red light behind a car. Somebody's on their phone, texting away. Light turns green. You're frustrated that you can't go. The reason you can't go isn't, well, there's a lot of people. It's busy. It's traffic. As if traffic, this this sort of 
amorphous, ethereal concept slows everything. Traffic. No, the guy in front of you is just not going when it's green. And you see a lot of that nowadays. A lot. It shocks me. People are driving down the road in a vehicle. You got thousands of pounds. It took a lot to make our podcast come together. And Mattress Max said, I want to be part of that. I want to be the presenting sponsor. And he did. And our listeners have responded and said, thank you. We love the show. We love the podcast. We love American-made solidwood furniture delivered today. Send Mac a message and say, hey, Mac, thanks for supporting the Michael Berry Show podcast, and I'll buy my furniture from you when I need it next. Or my new bed, 281-844-1963. 281-844-1963. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of metal and plastic and steel or rubber rolling down the road at a high rate of speed. And they're on their phones texting away. Wow. Wow, it just blows my my absolutely blows my mind. Congratulations to the PNG Indians. Port Natchez Groves will be playing against South Oak Cliff this Saturday at eleven. Uh I wonder if that's in Houston. I wouldn't mind going to see that in the Class Five A Division Two Championship. It's in Dallas? How do you know? Look at you, Mr. Smarty Smart. PN, it's a triple header. BNG at 14 and 1 and South Oak Cliff at 13 and 2. PNG, one of the two teams, uh, along with Nederland, that plays the Bum Phillips Bowl. I think it's very classy that Wade Phillips goes back for that area. I saw a picture. Listener sent a picture of him uh, recently. I guess it was last week in what would have been the semifinal game. And he's got his PNG shirt on. And the listener called out Coach Phillips, and he turned around, and I guess they had a chuckle over the fact that he suspected he might be taking it to send to me, which I thought was nice. Um, let's see. Uh, let's go back to Class 5A Division 2 was PNG versus South Oak Cliff. Uh, uh, Division 1 is, is it Alito or Aledo? I think it's Alito, A-L-E-D-O. The undefeated Alito versus Smithson Valley. 6A Division 2 Summer Creek versus DeSoto. 6A Division One North Shore versus Duncanville. Yes, North Shore at 15. North Shore is a college team. And I don't even mean a Division Two college. I wonder how many commits. Somebody could tell me this. I want to know how many D1 commits North Shore has. Let me start at the bottom since I, Class 1A Division Two six-man. Benjamin beat Oglesby. They don't go as deep into playoffs because they don't have as many teams. Class 1A Division 6-man, Gordon versus 70. I wonder what the difference between Class 1A, uh, uh, between Division 2 and Division 1 in 6-man football is. So Division 1 is 10 students at the entire high school or less. Girls are allowed to play because we got to have our six people. If nothing else, she can snap. And Division 1 is more than 10 because I mean, that's the big schools. You know, when I was growing up in Orangefield being 3A, We'd come over to Houston and watch the the, the uh, uh, high school football championships. 
And you see those schools like I remember Willow Ridge. Willow Ridge was ranked number two in the country. And I think they're silver and blue. But I always enjoy watching a good band, especially a black school band, because they're going to show out the TSU Ocean of Soul. If TSU's not having a good season, you can still go to a TSU game because the band is something else. And you get some of these some of these black schools where the 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 halftime show battle between the two bands is way more interesting than a, uh was it Southern that came in one year and I think a, a fight broke out and I'm not even mad at them because a fight should have broke out because I can't believe y'all did that you put that move in on them and the drum major oh my god I always wonder what happened I wonder what becomes of those drum majors you know when when Martin Luther King Jr. in his I Have a Dream speech said you should be a drum major for justice. I wonder how many people, when the drum major for justice, when they heard the drum major thought to themselves, yes, you should be the person that walks in front of the band and the director, conductor on field. Because when you say to black people, a, a drum major, you better show out. I mean, you better strut your stuff. I wonder whatever happens to those drum majors. Where do they go from there? I bet some of them probably go to theater in New York. Some of them probably go to dance. And I wonder, I really do wonder what becomes of them from there. My friend Chuck Knipp was a drum major at West Orange Stark High School, and a hell of a drum major he was. I'm trying to think if I know any other drum majors. Huh, I don't know. Um, what? Billy and Matt Rains of Texas City? Jennifer Fremont? You know all the, the drum majors. I'm impressed. I'm really impressed you said Billy and Matt Rage, were they the same year or are they separate years? Separate years. Oh, well, okay. All right. That's good that you remembered that. Okay. Uh, class do it. Look at you knowing stuff. Class 2A Division One Tolar or Toler, I, I don't know, versus Timpson. 3A Division Two Gunter or Gunter, don't know, versus Tidehaven. That's not like such a German name, doesn't Gunter? Class 3A Division One Madeloff. I can't read that. Malaloff versus Franklin. This was uh, printed for me from Rachel uh, from what looks like a newspaper print. So it's a little, the, the ink is splotchy. Then uh, Class 4A, Belleville. Oh, local. <clears throat> Belleville High School. Go on ahead, Belleville versus Gilmer. Where is that game? Oh, they're all in Dallas. What? Nobody wants it in Dallas. Has it missing Friday Night Lights? You come to Houston. Class 4A Division One, Anna. Versus Tyler Chapel Hill. And then we get into the, the ones. I didn't realize Belleville's in the state championship. Oh, we'll have to call our man Lapham and uh, the county judge. I bet I bet they're making a show of it. <clears throat> I bet you they are doing it big in Belleville. You know, Dane and Jamie Burson used to live in Belleville. They live in Richmond. I said, why'd you move? And he said, I don't know. I loved it there. I love Belleville. It's a great little town. It's going to get ruined because too many people are moving there, but it used to be. The Michael Berry Show. Where are you going? My trainer sent me a message early this morning. New client, 59-year-old woman. Dealing with an early diagnosis of Parkinson's. Doctor tells her strength training is a great way to attack Parkinson's. Lives in Conroe.
I love that. You get bad news and you say, well, maybe, maybe not. But I ain't going down without a fight. I was talking to somebody within our company and I said, it's, it's easy to brag on Petru. You, some of you remember several years ago, I said, I, I want to do partnerships as opposed to where there's a 30-second spot, and I talk about them, where we weave people into the show that are naturally part of the show. So I said, let's start this. It hadn't been done before. Um, first will be my trainer, because I already believe in him, and I like a coffee sponsor. But I don't just want you to put it out for bid and somebody writes a check. I want it to be, it has to work. We have to believe in what we do, because they're sponsoring what we do. It's very hard to measure with a coffee sponsor. So there are some good coffee companies in this region, some very good ones. Um, and, and in terms of pure coffee, there are several that we could have gone with that you would be happy with the quality of the coffee and uh, locally roasted and the whole thing. But Avi Katz was the one that, that came out as, well, he's already a hardcore listener. He already supports what we do. Um, you know, Houston-focused, the whole deal. So I kind of struggle with, you know, I really want, I want every one of my show sponsors, I want their business to grow. I, I don't, we're not a charitable deduction on their annual expenses. I want their business to grow because they believe in what we're doing and they take care of our, our listeners and they're locally owned and the whole deal. And so somebody said, well, y'all drink cat's coffee in the studio every morning. Why don't you, um, when you drink it, Make that slurping noise. People know you. And I say, you know what? I'd rather end the partnership than do that. I hate that noise. They do that in movies where somebody's sitting at the table and the other person is standing in the kitchen and they're having this big talk and the person goes to take a drink. And uh, they don't want you to just take their word for it. They, they want you to know I can't even do it. To, I can't even do it to make the noise, but they make the slurping noise. Or if it's a person by themselves. You got to hear the slurp as if they're a Chinaman eating soup. You know, they slurp it from an inch away. That is true, by the way. If you go over to corporate, or you go to Ocean's Palace or you go to Fung's or one of these. And, and I mean, it's authentic, legit, all Chinaman and you sitting in there. You go in there someday by yourself. Sit quietly. You hear and if you're me, you know, they gave it a diagnosis, misophonia, which is the worst thing you can do. Because before I thought I was a little crazy, and now there's a diagnosis. Look it up. M-I-S-O-P-H-O-N-I-P-H-O-N-I, misophonia. And so now I just go, hey, it's not my fault. What you're doing? You got to click into the pants, get on my nerves. You got to quit. I'm, I have a diagnosis. I have a disease. I have a disease. Like when alcohol, when alcoholism first became a disease, Instead of bad behavior, all of a sudden, alcoholics, stop harassing me. I have a disease. It's not my fault. I have a disease. There's a lot of good comedy bits on that. Hello, my buddy. I did want to say one thing about my buddy, Richie, who has a disease. And, uh, but it's, it's an interesting disease he has. He has a disease of alcoholism. Alcoholism. 
And uh, he came to me, you know, and he told me, and uh, I like to look, I'm a kind of guy who likes to look at the bright side of things, you know. So I, I told him, I said, Richie, it's true that you have a disease and everything, but I think you got the best one. <laughs> it's the only disease where you get to drink booze all the time. I, I haven't looked at every medical journal, but I believe... It's the only disease where you can constantly drink booze. As a matter of fact, that is the disease. You know, and I don't think Richie would think he had a disease. Like, I don't think Richie would go to my Uncle Bert and go, Hey, I understand you got bowel cancer. Ah, man, I know how you feel. I gotta drink a lot of booze. Those diseases, they're tough, those diseases, huh, Uncle Bert? Hey, what's your symptoms, Uncle Bert? Well, my bowel, I got blood pouring out of it all the time. I got bowel blood pouring out, gushing out of my bowel, almost nonstop. And uh, I got searing, clawing pains, ripping, tearing, you know, uh, mind-screeching bowel pains. And uh, they're combined with aching, dull, soul-deadening bowel pain. <laughs> Those are basically my symptoms. How about you? I get happy. <laughs> oh, the emails. I can't wait. Michael, I was listening to your program today. I like your show. I do. You, you do some good things. I like when you when you give it to Biden and Sheila, but today was too much. I had to turn it off. No, don't turn it off. I had to turn it off because you were making fun of alcoholism. I have been afflicted with alcoholism. I have known of people with alcoholism. It has affected my life and that of many others. And you made a joke. I'm so sorry. I will never make a joke. There are certain subjects about which jokes may not be made. And I've added this to the list. Marvin Zindler was a drum major. Did you know that? It does not surprise me. It's a certain personality type you got to be. Uh, let's see. UIL class division enrollment cutoffs. A listener sent this. Laurie Greer sent this. And Winnie. Class 1A Division 1, you have between 61 and 105 students. Class 1A Division 2, you have between 61.4 and fewer students. I believe there's an option for either 1A Division 1 to play 11-man instead of 6-man. Unfortunately, our school did that a couple years ago, and it didn't do well. Realignments are done every year. So if you're at 104.9 students, can you imagine some student you know moves in, it's not a good athlete, they're like... Sorry, but you're not going here because you're not kicking us into that division where we have to lose. Don't know what's come over you. You found someone and don't it make my brown eyes blue. So drunk Dade feeling got over his skis. And they were going to impeach the duly elected, very popular attorney general who's been battling the Biden administration. So he got all these very gullible, mono type Republicans who go up there. I love the Lord and go to church and uh, patriotic and in America. We're got to got to beat back them Democrats. You got all and there's a bunch of them. You got all these you got all these Republicans who go up there. Because it would be kind of neat to be a state rep. There's no passion for policy. There's no desire to fix the real problems. We're just kind of all Republicans because we're not Democrats. Gadunk, gadunk. 
So, Dave Feelings, Speaker of the House, these Republicans get up there from all over the state. They don't know what's going on. They just decided to be at the Capitol. Honey, it's nice here. The, the, they gave us a tour today. Do you know if you sit out, you stand out in the middle of the rotunda, they call it, you can talk and it like you wouldn't believe it. I got. I don't want to tell you what'll happen. I'm gonna show you when you get here. Remember Best Little Whorehouse of Texas? Remember they was doing it at the community theater, Beaumont? Holy smokes! Remember the governor was like, "I'm gonna do a little too." They got. That's where we are. They got all that here. This is like the set of where the movie was. Remember the uh, Charles Durnan? Remember the guy was on was dancing around and the people was up there. They got. Uh, hold on a second. The people walking by. Hold on. Uh, okay. So they got. Uh, they got like DPS troopers. You know, cool hats and a uniform, and they're like, they walk around like, how you doing, sir? And they're like, how are you doing, sir? And sometimes they salute you, and they're like, that's right. I don't know if I salute them back or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. And, then, and you know, I don't know where the bathrooms were, and I didn't want to ask nobody. So I'm about ready to burst, and I'm walking around. And then one of the other guys, uh, uh, Dinglehead, he's from somewhere down in the valley. He said, uh, uh, where are you going to uh, committee meeting? We got first committee meeting. You're on my committee. And I was like, yeah, but I didn't know where the bathroom was. So I was like, while I'm looking, I'm trying to talk to him, but I'm looking around and the wall, the, the, the hallways are so broad. I mean, you could fit a Mack truck through there and then you got staffers everywhere. Young pretty girls are all running around. And then, you know, you got to go through the, uh, metal detectors when you come in. It's like, and then you got these DPS troopers and Texas Rangers. And so, man, you got to stand up straight when you're in this Capitol. And then you go in and when you go in, it's real quiet like a morgue or something and you go in there and you go down and there's your desk it's like your desk you got a button you can vote and all this stuff you got your chair and you look around and you're like man this is like a classroom i want to be in and then dade comes in and he's like all right everybody sit your asses down it's like man this dude he's a little bitty but he runs this thing and everybody told me do not piss him off the way it works is there's a speaker and a listener and you're a listener and so you just kind of, the good news is, I don't have to think that much because he's the head of all the Republicans. And so he just does what he wants. And the weirdest thing is the Democrats like him more than the Republicans do. So anyway, they said, you just vote for him and do what he says and, uh, you know, go for drinks every night. And so that's what I'm doing. So <clears throat> Dade Phelan convinced all these dumbass Republican state reps that they're going to take down Kim Paxton. So in complete silence, without anybody knowing, they spend several months, millions of dollars. They get some former assistant district attorneys from Harris County to come up, avowed Democrats. And they prepare this case against him, a little dossier, very Soviet style. They prepare this little dossier and um, they present it to the state reps at the last minute of the state legislative session. Shh, don't tell nobody. We got to get to attorney general. This is how we show them that, well, what people didn't know is the Democrats were foaming at the mouth. And some of the big donors were foaming at the mouth. They're going to take down Paxton. All the people that George, that supported George P. Bush and how embarrassed Jeb's son was by Ken Paxton in the election, all those people who ran their Republicans against him and lost because you voted for him, Oh, they were humiliated. They weren't going to have that again. They were going to take him down and show him who's in charge. And in the mix, put their guy in there. Okay. So they did. 
And those state reps who voted for him, they couldn't tell you why they did. And I've talked to some of them since then. And they're begging for mercy. There would be no mercy. I want them not only run out of the state capitol, I want them humiliated. I want, not because they're necessarily the most awful human being. They're, they're actually naive to the point of cattle. But the problem is, you have to show the next person who goes to the capitol. There's going to be a time for choosing. There's going to be a moment of decision. And the toughest moment is when everyone around you is convinced that we got this, we're going to, and you have the good sense to know outside this room, what would be the sentiment? Is this the right decision outside this room? Because they have a little fraternity. They're state reps, and the rest of you are not. Well, of course, the impeachment failed. And it was embarrassing. As Busby said in the in the Senate trial, a bunch of nothing. And once they had to actually show their case before the Senate, they were embarrassed. They were honestly embarrassed. It wasn't fair to Rusty Harden to do that. Because Rusty got out there saying there's a mountain of evidence, as he admits, before he reviewed it. And when he did, it was awful. Just awful. So Paxton wins. Well, Drunk Dade didn't want to reveal how much taxpayer money all this costs. Remember, Drunk Dade said that the reason they had to impeach was because the Attorney General came to the House and said, I need you to approve a settlement. Some of the people in my office have sued. We don't want to drag this out in the Attorney General's office. We don't want this to be dragged into court. We've offered a settlement of $3.4 million. And Dade said, as a steward of the tax dollar, ooh, can I have another tip there? Um, I can't do that. $3.4 million, I have to impeach you. The failed impeachment cost taxpayers four. Point four million dollars. How many state reps have now endorsed Dade Phelan in their re-election campaign? Not one. Not one. Andrew Murrow, whatever that goofball who led the whole charge, he's not running for re-election. A bunch of them aren't running for re-election. Good. I hope you are enjoying our podcast, and just know that I love to hear from you. You can email me through our website at michaelberryshow.com, and I read everyone, and I, I try to respond to everyone. I'm also appreciative that you support our sponsors. Our sponsor, our presenting sponsor for our podcast that makes this all happen is Gallery Furniture, Jim McInville. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you a cell phone number, 281-844-1963. Say, hey, Mac, thanks for sponsoring Michael Berry's podcast. 